Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. Today we are chatting with Taylor Stone, one of my online biz besties. I don't know if people still say biz besties, but I love her. You're going to love her. She is a healer and an alchemist, and we are diving into all things Christ consciousness, spiritual discipline, self-responsibility, demonic entities, and using energetic momentum to create success. We're going deep. It's a super fun conversation. We go there. We go all the places, and make sure you check out her inner circle. We're going to link you in the show notes as well. She is such a powerful healer and she is launching a container of support for women to just really dive into, you know, their best lives. So make sure you check it out. If you love Taylor, which I know you're going to, and just a little reminder for those of you who don't have the Rituals by Chakra Girl app, you get a free seven-day trial, so make sure to go to chakragirlco.com, and you can use the coupon code PODCAST to get a 20% discount off of the annual membership. So go check it out. We have rituals for everything from manifesting money to accessing your starseed planet to clearing your chakras and everything in between. So you can browse all the rituals for free if you go to chakragirlco.com and then yeah, join us. We'd love to see you there. Okay, let's get into this episode. We're going to dive right in and it's a juicy one with Taylor Stone. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become more consciously awakened and quantumly connected one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely, beautiful, fun, high vibe guest today. Her name is Taylor Stone. She is an energy healer, spiritual mentor, and the host of the Vibe Higher podcast, also known as Wizard in a Barbie's Body. If you saw her, you'd understand. I actually feel like I manifest to Taylor. We are both at such similar points in our spiritual journey. And if you're listening to this, my guess is that you're at a similar point too. The content that Taylor shares on prayer and spiritual, but not religious relationship with God, higher dimensional frequencies and her Samoyed Buddha all speaks so dearly to my heart with deep resonance. Welcome to the show, Taylor. What an amazing intro. Thank you for having me. And and I feel the same. I feel like we manifested each other at the perfect time and we're still finding so many similarities. And then I'm just excited for being here and our new friendship, right? It's so awesome. And actually it's our dogs that brought us together. Truly. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Our, our Samoyeds brought us together, which are the most amazing pups. Okay. So you say Samoyed, I say Samoyed. So I used to say Samoyed and I would get corrected by every single person that I would come in contact <laughs> with. And I, I had to literally train myself to say it that way. So I even, I go back and forth with it. I don't yeah, think actually, wrong sometimes right if, if I'm talking to someone and they say, oh, I love your Samoyed. I'll say, thank you for saying that about my Samoyed. Like I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just repeat whatever. I just trust that they know what they're talking about. And I probably don't. <laughs> yeah. And I've said it many different ways and I'm like, they get it. <laughs> they, get it. they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So what is your sun, moon and rising? 
My sun is in Leo. My Ooh. rising is Taurus and my moon is in Virgo. And I always say I'm like this, like big bougie person. <laughs> Okay. Because those are all yeah, those like those all the bougies. They are literally all the bougies. And now I know why I am the way I am as soon as I figured out what astrology is. <laughs> well, Aquarius is a bougie too. Not a bougie, but I a can fashionable, see it. but like they're always like Aquarius is love thrifting. I'm like, not this fucking Aquarius. <laughs> I, I like the fashion. Sure. I like vintage, like vintage designer. Like right? I would do that, like a vintage couture piece. I could do that, but yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I see that about you. I totally see that about you. <laughs> what is a daily ritual that you almost never skip prayer? Absolutely. Prayer and just any form of gratitude has been a staple of mine for the last few years. Mm. Okay. We're going to talk more about prayer because I yes. feel like you have some very good just kind of like, not like step-by-steps, but tips on how to do it in like the most powerful way. So we'll be diving yeah. into that. Okay. Who is your favorite housewife? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with Rinna. Really? I, yeah. Okay. You know, she has her transgressions. It's the same way I feel about Kanye. It's like, <laughs> I, <laughs> Kanye says some crazy shit and I love him for saying it. Right. Yes. It's like just being able to express, but I also feel like, you know, just with her, just, I, I love her energy and her zero F's attitude. Yeah. Who's yeah. yours. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. We talk about housewives a lot. But... I know, but I mean, I'm going with Teresa Judice. Ooh, <laughs> she's an awesome one too. Yeah. You love the Jersey, the Jersey. I lady. Love Jersey. Well, <laughs> on Beverly Hills, I'm going to say, I mean, Garcelle, cause she's been on the podcast, She's but, awesome too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but other than Garcelle, I don't know, like bring Brandy back. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh my Brandy God, Brandy. <laughs> you know, that whole, like with Gretchen and all of that, that was, Ooh. that was a time. Yeah. That was a time, but also saying Rena, I think Kyle's awesome too. I really love Kyle. Oh, so Kyle, I didn't, I, I didn't love until this season. I am really. really yeah. Well, she, I just feel like she gives off mean girl energy, like very, yeah, like, she's almost like you she gives off like you can't sit with us energy and then she'll befriend the new person just so that she has someone else on her side when she's fighting with someone. That's the energy yeah, I get. I feel yeah. like I she's can definitely a pot stir for sure. <laughs> They're all fun. It's just, yeah, all it's, it's so true. Crazy. It's so yeah. true. Okay. So tell us about your spiritual journey and how that led to this being your life's work. You know, it's funny because when I think of my spiritual journey, I tend to think of myself as someone who is quite asleep as I was younger, but recently I've actually been, my soul has been reminding me that that hasn't always been the case, which has been an interesting journey. So a little bit of a background, my parents have always been incredibly conscious in the sense of eating nourishing foods. I grew up vegetarian, rebelled for the longest time. I'm not currently vegetarian for many reasons, <laughs> but my parents were always super conscious in the sense that I, you know, I had a great childhood, but I, I was brought up, you know, very much indoctrinated and in, in things that everyone else was, you know, religious programming, religion. But I remember a time when I think it was 19 where I was like, none of this is real. And my soul reminded me of that the other day of 
you have always actually been really intuitive. You've been really tapped into your knowingness and just been, been able to really decipher that the world that we're living in right now isn't actually exactly what's occurring in, in the 3D. But in terms of like my actual, actual awakening, I would say it was around the age of 28. So right around my Saturn return in a marriage that was not... There, there wasn't anything on paper wrong with it. It was just that I wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. And I just kept having seeing angel numbers as we all pretty much get initiated with starting to see these numbers, these synchronicities and starting just to recognize that there's more than just this 3d reality. And there's more that meets the eye or then that meets the eye and ended up moving back to Arizona. And it was just like this unfolding of just awakening to my soul, awakening to how powerful I am, really shedding the parts of us that, you know, we all go through at some point of just wondering what the hell is happening <laughs> within mm -hmm. our lives and within the world. And I really started off learning, knowing more about the body, mind, body connection. And that's really what brought me to ultimately learning about vibration and frequency and now doing the energy healing work that I do. And it's just been such an awesome journey and being able to still hold on to the pieces that, you know, you and I love, and we like to talk about and not needing to be in one place, meaning transition so much into the, the spiritual realm that we forget about the fun multidimensional pieces. So that's really been my journey of kind of being asleep, waking up a little bit, kind of going to sleep again. And I think that's just all part of the journey and what a lot of people go through. So true. We're kind of always toggling between this fourth dimensional and fifth dimensional mm -hmm. space. And every time we go back to the fourth dimensional, it's just another layer that we need to peel away so we can be even more deeply immersed in the fifth dimension. Absolutely. So at one point you were a, an NFL cheerleader. So how did you go from NFL cheerleader to spiritual mentor? Yeah, that was such an amazing time in my life. And it's something that I feel really helped to shape me. And I think that might come as a shock to most people, because I think the, the general consensus consensus and judgment of that is, oh, it's just super easy. And you're just kind of dancing around, but we were all athletes. And with that athleticism came a lot of structure and devotion and repetition and, you know, a lot of grit, I will say a lot of grit and oh, grace. I was, I was a cheer, like not obviously to your level by any extent. Oh, who knows about I that though? You could have <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> but I like we, the conditioning that we had to do, like, oh my gosh, it was insane. We had to run around the football field 10 times before every single practice. And then like the strength training, the conditioning, the we used to have to like stretch each other's legs out, you know, like stretch mm -hmm. each other's, you know what I mean? So that you can do the splits. Like it was, it's fucking hard. I remember the football players watching us sometimes and being like, uh, you guys are working harder than we are. <laughs> 
which is, you know, in some parts probably true. And, and yes, it's intense. And we had to go through agility drills and I danced for two different teams, the Arizona Cardinals, and then also Redskins, formerly known as Redskins now Washington. I don't even know what their name is now commanders, something like that. But we would practice, you know, two to three times a week for sometimes five hours. I mean, we would sometimes be there until 11 o'clock at night because we weren't paid like we should have been as they should be right now. And we had to have full-time jobs or be a full-time student. And so we were there from like six o'clock to 11 o'clock at night, learning dances. I mean, it was absolutely intense. And with that, there was just, there was a lot of just Structure may not be the right word, but just there was a lot of growth. Let's just say that just in knowing who you are, just the, again, the, the grace that we had to give ourselves and just the overall intensity of, of all of it. Right. And, and being in the limelight and in the spotlight, but also really just learning so much about yourself and, and the women that I got to meet while doing that, that's, that's literally the thing that I miss the most is having like 30 sisters that you know, you're able to just have so much fun with and see so many times. And now there's COVID and <laughs> all the yeah. things that we've had to, um, now we have zoom, which is, but is there, but is yeah, there right. COVID? <laughs> yeah, right. No, there's the illusion. Other, the illusion. That's a whole other story for another day. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was such a amazing journey and, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it definitely helped to shape me where I am today. Yeah. So that tying into becoming, you know, an energy healer and a spiritual mentor, I think it's actually given me an edge in the sense that, and we talked about this when you were on my podcast, how certain people are going to relate to certain people. And so though I may not look like your typical spiritual teacher, leader, energy healer, I'm resonating and attracting the women who want to learn about this work that may not have a typical background or may not have any idea what this work is about at all. And I feel like I am really, in a sense, able to better help them, serve them and and teach this work given my background. Yes. And I think another thing that I love about the way that you share content, the way that you show up, and I actually listened to one of your podcast episodes about self-responsibility, which you obviously Mm. learned in that space. And by the way, you guys, if you have not listened to her podcast, go listen. It's called Thank Vibe you. Higher. <laughs> and, and we've kind of talked about too, how we're just so over like the spiritual laziness attitude of, oh, I'm going to meditate on that for six months and not take action. <laughs> so can you explain like your views on this self-responsibility and accountability as it relates to our spiritual, spiritual journey, but also like our soul mission? I think really when it comes down to this and and I've been on both sides, I've been on the side of just so deep in my feminine where I'm not doing shit within my masculine. And then I've been on the other side where I'm just like hustle, hustle, grind, grind and needing to take a few days off. And, and I think what it comes down to is honestly, just a lot of bad advice when, yeah. it comes to, when it comes to this work. And it's also using your own discernment, right? So if say, for example, you're listening to a podcast and the woman or man is telling you that you need to incorporate more self-care and you need to be, you know, really gentle with yourself and you need to nourish yourself, that person may be in a season where they're actually needing more of that. And so they're teaching it. And I think what tends to happen is when we are in a certain season, because it isn't going to be you know, 12 months of ambition all the time, 12 months of, you know, really just grinding is not the word, but, you know, really putting in the work, 
you have to really just be discerning and tap into your own sovereignty of, of what it is that you need. And I think what tends to happen is we start to depend too much on, let's say the energy work, right? There is a very self-mastery aspect of anything that we do. And when you are so engulfed in spirituality that you forget the self-mastery that equals suffering because you're not actually taking that necessary action that is needed. You know, the whole reason, at least for me in my season and where I'm at right now, for me, if I'm meditating, if I'm visualizing, I am doing it as a means to, for one, get closer to myself, but two, to receive that inspired action. And we're receiving it all the time. And if you're not taking action on the inspired action, because you're just like, oh, I just don't feel like it. You're missing the entire point of why it is that you're doing that specific thing. So I think there's this weird disconnect happening, at least from what I'm seeing right now, where we want to grow, we want to raise our frequency, we want to quote unquote ascend, yet we're not willing to put in the necessary work because it is work. There is very much the aspect of doing the necessary action in order to create what it is that you want. And so, you know, we were joking about like how, you know, you're just wanting to flow all day and, and all these things, which is great, but sometimes, and most often what you're looking for and what you actually need is that action. Yeah. And I always, and that's the thing too. It's like, I love what you said about not always being in a season of that, like hustling action, Mm -hmm. but then knowing that momentum can still be happening when we're not in that space. Like we can still be creating momentum if we're sitting there visualizing and creating a vision for what we want. And then once we create that vision, that can literally look like sitting there, visualizing it, writing out a list of what you want, creating a vision board, whatever it is, but that's creating energetic momentum. And then that's going to give you energy to take action. But if you're sitting there being like, I'm just going to wait, then nothing's going to (laughs) happen. I love (laughs) the word momentum. Oh, so true. All of that. And, you know, with momentum too, it doesn't always have to be in the things that you think it needs to be in. You know, for example, if, you know, right now I'm in very much a momentous stage because I'm offering my inner circle that we'll talk about at the end, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be more than likely in a momentous stage of maybe working more on my physicality or focusing on something on my creative side. You know, it doesn't always have to be, or maybe just decorating for fall because I feel like it. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it's still 120 degrees here. But you know, for me, and and I think that this is for most people in, in different ways, for me, that momentum is what really keeps me alive. And I will we may talk about the different human designs or because you and I are both generators Mm -hmm. for me, I need to lead with the things that keep me feeling alive. And I am doing things that don't make me feel alive. And I'm not talking about taxes. I'm not talking about all those things that we have to do. And sometimes you need to take action on something because you know how you're going to feel after that Mm -hmm. is done. But Mm -hmm. for me, my sense of success and satisfaction is in that momentum. So I love that you brought that up because 
that is truly where it's at because we can't, how do you gain, how does a train move, right? It gains with momentum, mm-hmm. same thing with an airplane or a rocket ship. It's like, you have to gain momentum. And I think what happens with a lot of women unknowingly is that they're starting and stopping, starting and stopping. And yeah. I'm sure you see that a lot. Totally. And I, the more you pause, the more you pause, the more you pause, the yes. longer you pause. And it's the saying, and I don't mind is the devil's playground is so fucking oh, true. So true. Because I, and I, and I'm guilt, I was guilty of this, like just a few months ago when I retired from coaching and I was launching the app, but there were, I kept getting in my way of filming the videos because they were still doing the development on the app. So I was like, Oh, I don't need to be doing it right now. I'll wait until I need to be doing it. And I was kind of just doing nothing. And Mm -hmm. I got into a bit of a dark place and it took me a while to come out of it. And it was because I wasn't moving forward in any way and like making these excuses. And when I look back, it's like, Oh, okay. I was afraid of the momentum. I was afraid. Cause I knew that this app is going to be big. I was afraid because I knew that once I started going with it, there was going to be more to do and that it yeah. was going to be a lot and that it was going to be big. So it's like, again, what you said about discernment, like being real with yourself, we know when we're stopping from a place of, you know, ego rather than an aligned place of a moment of rest. Yeah. And progression is so fulfilling. Anytime you're progressing on something, it's just, it's this feeling of accomplishment. And again, I'm not trying to instill that we need to be productive in order to be worthy, right? We're not talking about that. And for anyone who's getting triggered by that, that's, that's not what I believe we're saying. And it's really important to decipher between the two because you can easily err on the side of, well, I just need to be gentle with myself and productivity does not equal worthiness. But at the same token, going back to exactly what we just talked about, it's such a sense of fulfillment. Also, it's moving you closer to your soul and it's moving you closer to your higher self. And then also being of huge value and service to everyone else. That's what I always think about because I've been similar in those dark situations where I'm not doing anything and I'm doing it for the sake of, Oh, well, I just need, you know, an, a little bit of a break. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of chill and, and see what happens. And it's like, those are the times where I'm like questioning my entire reality in those like, two or three weeks spans. And so it it's easy to get there and you just need to be aware of when that happens. Yes. And I love what you said about how, when we are really like living our purpose and creating momentum, we are getting closer to our highest self, which gets us closer to God, which creates more manifestation. So it's not just about, I'm going to hustle and hustle and make money. It's no, while I am living out my soul mission, I'm getting closer to my highest self, my highest dimensionality, my highest vibration. And that feels damn good. So let me tell you, um, speaking of our highest dimensional self, and our homeboy God. <laughs> He's our guy. He's our, our guy. guy. Our guy. I want to go into this because we talked about how, you know, we've both become closer to this concept of God, connecting more to Jesus, reading the Bible. And you're someone who came from a religious background. So I'd love to know just your perspective on. God from a spiritual standpoint versus God from a religious standpoint? Such a great question. 
For me and in my journey, when I was part of a religion, I was actually part of two different religions. I was always seeking and seeing God as outside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I believe everyone. And I have not researched or been a part of every single religion, but from what I have seen, especially within my own experience and, and what I have heard from women who are very much on a similar journey as I am, they were always taught that you have to seek God. You have to seek God outside of you. You have to get permission. You have to be led by God. And though I do, do believe that in terms of moving more towards spirituality, because the, the actual definition of that is being closer to yourself, being closer to your soul, connecting with yourself. I have found God being within me and not something that I have to seek outside of me. He's already a part of me. I am already a part of him. Everything that I seek is him wanting to express himself. It's like, it's like God wanting to play Mm -hmm. within my specific, you know, meat suit avatar within my specific soul. And so that has been a huge revelation for me just in knowing that. And it's actually been something that has helped me to call upon him, use the term again, you know, for the first couple of years, I was using the phrase universe or Mm -hmm. source. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think whoever you choose to call on is, is completely individual and, and it should be, but I started to realize why I was doing that. And it was because I was afraid. And another thing that I noticed within myself is once I was more comfortable with leaning on God and, and, and prayer, I, I almost didn't want to use that term publicly because I didn't want to offend anyone else. Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced that. Oh, still, well. Like even now when I write it out, I'm like, what are people going to think? I don't care about offending yeah. other people. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm more like, Oh, what's my family going to think? Like, am I going to have to explain this to people that don't fucking get it? Like, yeah. And, and I mean, like, so- I've explained it so much like on the podcast and like I've explained it in post. So I'm not as worried about triggering someone on social media. I'm more just like, do people like, do people get it? Yeah. I completely resonate with that. And I had to get to the point where it doesn't matter. This is what I resonate with. And this is going to help someone else with their own journey. And it has been insane. I never expected women to resonate in the way that they have in sending me messages and letting me know their story. And, you know, though I am not in any way, shape or form, you know, qualified in um, trauma or trauma informed, you know, it's just, it's been awesome to just listen to the messages, allow them to be seen, allow them to be heard. And, you know, also incorporating this work into my courses and my programs, because I do feel like my soul is really wanting to help with that aspect, you know, still in the form of energy healing, which I think people get confused because they're like, well, do you believe in energy healing or do you believe in God? And it's like, it's the exact same thing who I work with the, the energies that I work with. It's the angelic realm. It's God, it's different support systems, my healing team, which a lot of people call their guides, which is essentially the same thing. And it's of the light. It's of the same source that you may be working with if you are part of a, a church or a different religion. And so it's just been amazing to not see God outside of me anymore and to not seek anything externally and knowing that, you know, the kingdom is within me as it is within everyone else. 
Yeah. I find that now I'm starting to look at the terminology used in the Bible and just relate my own language to it. I'm like, Oh, kingdom means 5d heaven on earth, like internal. Like, so I've got to just like seeing the, the different ways of looking at it. And when they talk about you know, being saved, I see that as waking up and being protected because you're awake and you're not going to give consent to anything that someone who's not awake would give consent to. So you're automatically saved. So there's just so many little, it's just so fun. I know you're reading the Bible too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, let me say I'm probably on like page four. That's a hard fucking read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It is, <laughs> but, but I'd love to know like what your thoughts are on how they infiltrated the, how they, by they, I mean, dark evil forces, the devil, whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. has infiltrated the church because people think religion is bad. And, you know, that's, I feel lately that religion had at some point good intentions. And if you're the fucking devil, where's, where are you going to start? Where are you going to infiltrate first? You're going to infiltrate the church. So, and there's part of me that thinks too, that people who are super open, even if you're open to super high vibrations, if you're not doing the right energetic hygiene, you're very susceptible to dark coming in. So it's like these people who maybe went in there with really good intentions, all of a sudden became a target for dark energy. And because they were super open, it was easily, it it got in really easily and they weren't using the discernment and the energy hygiene. That's just something I've been thinking of lately. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Oh my gosh, that, so I'll talk about the first aspect, but that aspect, the, the one that you ended with is so incredibly important to talk about because so many people, I know the, the term that's kind of, you know, used around is like people being hijacked, but we'll talk yeah. about really what's happening with that. So 
for me, just in, you know, I quote unquote, I'm using air, air quotations. I read the Bible when I was in Catholic school, which I really did. And I just more so skimmed through it. I had zero interest. I actually went to a, a school, um, through eighth grade called holy angels of all places. <laughs> so talk about, I mean, I, I was in Catholic school. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, of course, as, as many people do just kind of didn't really pay too much attention. So for me reading the Bible right now is actually reading the Bible for the first time. I didn't retain anything. I I don't really remember anything. And some of, and I still haven't gotten all the way through it. I'm similar to you. I'm like, Holy shit. Like how, how did they talk back then? Like Obviously they understood each other. (laughs) How did this work? So in reading it, you know, there was a very righteous, pure, and and not purity in the sense of like being a nun, but pure in the sense of intention and integrity of the formation of Christianity. And I'm reading a book right now called Mary Magdalene Revealed, which is a really amazing book. Who's this by? Megan something. (laughs) You'll find it. It's, it's, it's been recommended to me by many, many people and just learning about her and, and learning how she was the first apostle, you know, there is, as there is today, not a whole lot has changed. And and that's where I think we've all incarnated in this time as the second wave, which I'll talk about here in a second to really make big shifts on this planet. Because if you think about the time of Christ, And you read the truth about, you know, the women getting taken out of the Bible because Mary Magdalene, she's so prevalent and popular now, but she's only mentioned once in the Bible because they try to eradicate her. They, Mm -hmm. she was so powerful. She was the leader of all of the apostles, yet they didn't want anyone to know that they didn't Mm -hmm. want anyone to know that Christ, Yeshua, Jesus actually was the closest to her out of all of the apostles. So going back to that it's just about control as it always has been where that's the easiest way to control people is to use these teachings and to teach that there is, you know, something intricately wrong about expressing your sexuality or whatever that may be and and labeling these things. And so going back to what you mentioned at the very end, there are so many different influences that we have all around us. That's very obvious. And when you don't have clear channels, meaning you are blocked in your channels or you have a lot of lower frequencies or beings, beings meaning quite literally entities, darker energies that are present around everyone. When you don't have the discernment and you aren't tapped into your knowingness and intuition, you will be tricked by these beings who are trying to tell you what you need to do on a daily basis. And if you don't have that discernment, and if you don't have that very keen spiritual ear to say, to, to differentiate who's your soul and who's a, an energy that is foreign, that does not want great things for you, then you are going to get off path. It's the same concept as seeing the news, watching the news and recognizing that that's bullshit, right? Versus what you are intuitively feeling and what you intuitively know. It's it's how so many of us saw what was happening at the beginning of 2020 and were immediately like, something's not right versus someone who is just like eating everything up, right? And there's no judgment there because us two, we were asleep at one point, but it's just, it's amazing to- really be able to learn how to tune into your own soul, clear your channels, meaning clearing your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, clairsentient, claircognizant channels, and be able to discern and decipher because there is a lot, especially right now, 
there is so much noise, so many energies that don't want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, plug for the rituals by chakra girl app. You definitely should be doing (laughs) low frequency entity clearings every single day, like our sovereignty invocation and morning, get your free trial. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. And clearing your energy. And I know that you've had other uh, energy clearing experts on here, but that is, it's, it's not important. It's absolutely critical. It's crucial. You have have to clear your energy. And another issue that I was having and shout out George Lizzo's for telling me that I was doing this wrong is I was doing energy protection before energy clearing. I don't yeah. know how I got that wrong. Cause I was like, yeah, purple flame, light me up and then doing a clearing, but no, you got to do the clearing first. Mm-hmm. And I, once I started, you know, doing that in the proper order, I really, really, really felt a difference. And just making sure you're doing that kind of work consistently is so important. It, and not only sets like a mental intention of mindfulness throughout the day to not attach to anything low vibrational, but just by simply commanding that anything low vibrational must leave my field now, like that, like that activates your consent, your sovereignty. And it's just so freaking powerful. It's so true. And I don't think people recognize and realize how much energy we pick up day to day. And this is not just like, oh, going to Whole Foods or or going to the mall. I'm talking about via social media because that's the majority of where you are going to pick up these energies. And I don't mean this in a judgmental way, but most people on the planet, I would even, I think it would be fair to say that, you know, maybe 5% of the people on the entire planet know how to protect themselves energetically, Mm -hmm. know how to do the necessary clearings and cleanings. And, you know, for me, it's important as a leader, as a mentor, as a healer to first and foremost, tend to my own energy, because if not, I am spewing these lower level frequencies all over the place. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just, it's so wild to me. My soul has actually been showing me via dreams how much are what we pay attention to. I call it invitations and agreements. So everything that you're paying attention to you're inviting in. And I think that's really important to recognize. So if you're watching horror movies, you're watching murder mysteries, you're, you know, doing all of these things, then you are going to unconsciously and subconsciously invite that in, in some way. And my soul has actually recently been showing me this in dreams where I will catch something very briefly. And I think this is intentional to show me that, you know, I will have a thought about, you know, someone from years ago that I was friends with, and then it will be for two seconds. And then in my dream, she'll be there, or I'll pay attention to something that I caught maybe unintentionally on an ad on Facebook. And then that person's in my dream the next night. And the message my soul is telling me is you're, and what's really funny about this. And it's kind of hilarious. Both of those dreams have been the person laying in bed with me And I would wake up and I would be like, what the hell? Not in a sexual way, not in a romantic way, but I would wake up in the morning and be like, this has happened now three times. I'm like, what? I don't understand. And the message that my soul gave me, she's like, you're it's that term you're in bed with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. You make agreements and you become a part of someone else. And you essentially are agreeing to be in bed with someone else. And so I thought that was so powerful. And I know that she my soul wanted me to share that with the audience because 
it doesn't, it's, it's not necessarily about the dominance. If you're watching horror films all day or whatever it may be that you're doing, it's, it's about these really subtle things that you're paying attention to that you just may not recognize. Yes. And they get imprinted. Like, yeah. I, I like the term. I can't remember. Oh, what's her last name, Amy, something I'm having her on the podcast, but she used the term clearing your cash. Like, you know how you clear your yeah. cash on your yep. computer, because like you said, like the tiniest little interaction creates an imprint on a timeline in our Akashic records. And if there's all of this random stuff, clogging it up, then we're blocking higher vibrational timelines from forming. That's so true. I love that too. I love the the metaphor there. (laughs) Yeah. I've been going on a massive mute spree on Instagram. I'm like, there's certain people that I'm like, okay, I'm not going to unfollow you, but I'm going to mute you. I've pretty much muted probably 60% of the people I'm following, obviously not you, but yeah, I'm like, it's so important. And just as often as we can stop those scrolls, I'm fucking bad at the scroll though. I'll be honest. (laughs) The, the mute though, it will help you. I actually last year (laughs) muted every single person, but here's the thing. I will go, like, I will think of people. I will think of friends, AKA you, and I will intentionally go there. Right. Okay. So, See, and that's what I'm thinking too. Okay. I'll mute you. Too I then. would recommend oh, okay. that you can I mute me. I won't be upset. <laughs> I need you to like, and comment on my photos and go to my, um, stories, but that's, you know, I'm pretty much liking commenting your stuff daily and going to your stories. Yeah. But that's because I'm like, I love her content. I love right. her energy. I want to check in and see what she's doing. Yeah. And that's what I do with everyone. I have my own husband muted, you know, right. it's, because it's like, I, I want to focus and social media, I always say doesn't discriminate. You can be the most disciplined focused person there is, but it's, it's addictive and it's going to suck you in. So whatever you can do to not do the scroll or it in all, if anything, it kind of, it takes the fun out of it in a good way. So then you're not like, Oh, I popped on and here's all these red notifications and yada, yada that are just, you know, more so Zuckerberg's way to (laughs) Right. 100%. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Zuckerberg, I want to know your perspective on this. It's very random, but <laughs> I am curious to know people like Zuckerberg and Bill Gates. Do you think that they came here as demonic beings? Or do you think that at some point they were hijacked or infiltrated? No, they came here like that. 100%. Okay. Yeah. And you know, for me, and and this is one of the hardest things to do, even as someone who's been practicing this for a while, I'm always for one clearing karma and agreements with certain groups, AKA reptilians, and just remembering that they are also divinity informed, meaning they were also created by God. And the less that I can judge them, I don't have to agree with them. I don't have to be friends with them. I don't have to follow them, but the more that I can just kind of bless them and, not, um, allow it to, you know, penetrate me, affect me the better off that I am, because as many people in the beginning of 2020, who were kind of awake to this, it was like watching every documentary, getting angry about things, sending, Mm -hmm. you know, just like we can have psychic attacks sent at us. We do the same thing. And, And what we project out, as we know, will be mirrored right back to us. So, I 100% believe that they came here like that. And there, there have been other incarnations where it's been the same scenario, obviously just in different bodies. Okay. So 
let me, and my view on this, I'm curious if this is what you think too, Mm -hmm. is that the reason God created this darkness was because in order for the light to become even lighter, we had to essentially beat the darkness with our light, kind of like how you have to rip a muscle so that it grows back stronger. Mm-hmm. Like God was like, Oh, this light is perfect. Let's make it even more perfect. Let's create all these dark things. And then the light will become even stronger because it needs to shine brighter than the dark. So I think that that concept is true, but I, I do believe that every soul, because we're all millions of years old, right? I believe that every soul was created of the light, but I do believe that souls make choices because we have our own sovereignty. So I believe just with that free will over time, the soul specifically started to do darker magic and started to do energy created to harm spells, things of that sort. And then that became what they are, who they are. And so I do believe though the concept that you stated that we have to have that dichotomy, we have to have that really the different energies, right. Of being able to overcome and to see things. And, you know, it always just reminds me of if, if everyone, if this was just like, you know, if we were Adam and Eve, but there were millions of us, yes, it would be like a utopia of amazingness and just pleasure and fun. But I think that God knew all of this was going to happen. And he knew that we needed both the light and the dark. So I agree with you. I think that that's very much a part of it. And I think that because of our free will, right? Like I can make the decision right now as, and you could too, as as high vibrational as we are, I can make a decision right now to start doing darker things. And over time, doing, involving myself in those could turn out exactly the same way. So I think it's just all about sovereignty, all about free will and, you know, being able to understand and decipher. And and that's kind of why I say that you don't want to necessarily judge them. You don't have to like them. You don't have to, you know, (laughs) want to be a part and hang out with them. But I think that we are just perpetuating the problem when we're labeling them as evil. And this has been a struggle for me as well to actually even be able to say that because I can see clearly, you know, I'm incredibly psychic and I can see what's happening and still be able to send love and, you know, understand that that's not my part. Like God is the only one who can judge on that. Amen. Yeah. It's it. You'll get there for those of you who are like, how in the hell? (laughs) Well, Well, and I was like, not that long ago in that place of anger and fear still. And like, are there days that I bounce back to it when I like, of course, yeah. but overall, oh yeah, it's my job to hold the light. I just have to keep remembering that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we're just perpetuating it. If we're creating, if we're judging, if we're sending psychic attacks, you know, negative energy of any sorts, we're literally doing exactly what they've done. Exactly. Right. Don't be spiritual hypocrites. (laughs) Y'all spiritual hypocrisy, spiritual hypocrisy (laughs) on chakra girl. Sounds like a book. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We'll be writing that. Right. Okay. I want to talk before we go about prayer. You have been talking a lot about this. You even did a little masterclass on prayer. Tell us all about it. 
So prayer has been very much from the beginning of my life, very important though. I never really understood why we did it when I used to pray. And this is no fault to my mother. My dad was never, he never really associated with prayer. He actually didn't go to church with us either, but my mom would always teach us to pray in the form of almost prevention of God, please protect me. God, please make sure that, you know, any negative energies or, you know, whatever that may be is, is rebuke, rebuked, you know, all these things of just making sure we're releasing all those negative energies and praying in the sense of asking. And though I don't believe that there's a wrong way to pray, but I have recently been praying in the form of receiving, of being grateful, of just saying, thank you, God, for, you know, of course, in gratitude for the things that have already, that have already manifested, been created, the things that I have, but also praying as a means of it already being done. Mm -hmm. And that really just goes back to any spiritual manifestation principle of, you know, not necessarily acting as if, but embodying that energy and just being in gratitude. Because the thing is, is that everything is already created. And when you go back to the fact that God created, you know, really everything in seven days, well, the seventh day he rested, it means that the seventh day is, is us right now, really just reaping the benefits. If everything is already created in the spiritual realm, then we just have to receive it. There, there is no seeking. There is no needing. There is no, I have to, there is no pleading that you need to do and you just need to be open to it. But the thing is, is that people get so wrapped up in what they don't have. They get so wrapped up in speaking about what's current that they don't actually understand that they're prophesying their future in every moment. So for me, prayer isn't just about, you know, spending five minutes in the position of prayer. And then the rest of the day, you're kind of just going on with your day and and speaking negatively and, you know, talking about all the things you don't have. It's about really the devotion of just understanding how powerful of a creator that you are. And God wanted you to be that creator. God is basically just saying yes to everything Mm -hmm. that you say, everything Mm -hmm. that you feel, everything that you speak, because again, we have that sovereignty. So prayer has been such an intricate piece for me to get closer to God, to be open, to receive. But I also believe, you know, again, that other part of it is if you're sitting in prayer for 30 minutes in a day and the other, you know, 12 or so 16 hours that you're awake, you're in lack and you're in scarcity and you're in all of these things, people will tend to feel like prayer doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's where that's the distinguishing factor. I believe as to why women are successful and whatever success means to you, if that's in your wellness, if that's in your relationships, your relationship with yourself, someone else, your physicality, spirituality, or your wealth. I think that that's the, the differentiation between someone who receives and receives it rather quickly versus someone who doesn't. So prayer incredibly important. And I always recommend pray as though it's already here, pray in gratitude, pray for, you know, more blessings in your life to see the blessings in your life. I think that's really important because they're everywhere, Mm -hmm. but if you aren't open to see them, then you're not going to recognize that it's not always about, you know, receiving the money or receiving the opportunity or the experience. It's also the joy, the bliss, all of those things, the abundance that we maybe don't recognize, but that's always available. 
Yes. You don't want your prayers spewing out desperate vibes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good look. Not a good look. look. And thank you. Okay. So tell us about your inner circle. So the inner circle is my baby. I actually created the inner circle the very beginning of 2020. So it was around January, unknowingly, not knowing that of course the pandemic happened. And I created this for a a really sacred space for women to be a part of, to learn both the self-mastery tools and also the spiritual energetic tools to overall becoming an alchemist of their own life. And it's a very sacred space. I only invite 30 women into the group for the very reason that I want women to get and gain success. I want them to be able to raise in frequency. I want them to be able to start creating with power. I want them to be able to move away from limitations and the things that block them and the things that are really not meant to stop us. And within the inner circle, there's so much healing that's involved via the alchemy energy healing that I do. We have two zoom calls every single month where we meet and it's overall just a really, really powerful container of healing of, of rising in frequency and gaining the tools and having that sisterhood of being able to be in a container of high vibrating women and, you know, in this time, especially if you do not have a support system of friends that you can go to, that you can have, again, these high vibrational conversations, then you need to find support. So the inner circle begins on September 7th. We still have a few spots available and you can find more information by going to my Instagram, which is I am Taylor stone or going to my podcast, which is called vibe higher. And we're going to link you guys to all of the things. And you also have some free meditations for us. I do. So I have a five part high frequency activation meditation series, which really incorporates so so many different things to the body, to raising your frequency, quantum leaping. There's just so much within these meditations and those you can find for absolutely free at IamTaylorStone.com. Okay. And we're going to link you guys to that too. So thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, wait, where else can we find you online? Where's your Insta, all the things. Yeah. Instagram. I am Taylor stone. And then we did, but Hey, it bears repeating. And then um, my website, which is the same place that you can find the meditations. Okay. Perfect. And we'll link you guys to all things again. So thank you guys so much for listening go check out all things Taylor. This has been so beautiful, miraculous, lovely, high vibe. Taylor, thank you so, so much for shining your light with us today. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, rate it five stars, leave a comment, subscribe, send all the love, share it with a friend, DM Taylor or I, we're here for you. Thank you so much. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 